Welcome into the AL Recruiting Power 5 podcast, where we are joined with an awesome guest today. He is Georgia Tech Hall of Famer, Atlanta Falcons legend, linebacker Keith Brooking, and now he is a coach and the linebacker coach at Savannah Christian Prep, and maybe the most uh, uh, overqualified linebacker coach there is. Coach, we're glad to have you on, man. Hey, thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Well, we'll just hop right into it. Like I said, the format of this podcast, everybody should know now. If you've watched all the other episodes, we ask each guest five questions. And Coach, you did it all, man. You played high school. You played college. You played pro. You were drafted number 12. we got to ask and got to know, what's your best football memory? Wow, that's that's a tough one because there are so many wonderful memories. You know, I started playing the game when I was six years old and Gave it up at, at 38, so um, that's uh, quite a few years of, of just wonderful experiences and relationships that I've built throughout those years, and so, so many great moments. But I, I would probably, if I had to choose one, it would it would be just my draft day, um, you know, in my hometown of Sonoya, Georgia, and it was just the, you know, I, I declined an invitation to uh to, to go to New York and this was very different back in the day um you know in 19 it was 1998 draft but um so I had really small town used to be a small town of Sonoy now it's kind of a, of a suburb of, of Atlanta but um very small town just had my close friends and and uh, family there with me in Sonoy at my mom's house and um yeah just the culmination of all the hard work and uh just where I came from and um you know, that day was, it was kind of generational change for me and my family. And um, mm-hmm. I can get emotional talking about it now. So it just, you know, just having the opportunity, the chance of of going to the NFL. And I knew I was probably more than likely going to be a high pick. And uh, man, it just got better. You know, the, the day goes on, I end up getting drafted by my hometown team, the Atlanta Falcons. And uh, it was so funny because we set up a, a tent in, in my mom's yard and I grew up with nothing, you know, I just, I tell you, that's, that's an understatement. And, um, we rolled out this big screen TV and we got it hooked up and, you know, we didn't have cell phones, uh, back then. So well, we did, but they were like the big Nextel, like they were like a car phone and the, the reception was really bad, especially in, in the country in Sonoya. So we couldn't rely on that as a phone call, but, so we had, I don't know if you remember the wireless phones that you had in the house. Mm-hmm. So we brought that outside and we were like going over to the neighbor's house, like testing to make sure the wireless phone would work when the NFL would whatever team drafted me. You know, we, we had to get that phone call. Like we couldn't miss that phone call. So, um, so that all set up perfectly. And, uh, just, a, just an unbelievable experience that day of, of sharing it with my family. Like I said, so I ended up getting drafted by my hometown team. And the coolest part of it was, the uh, the local sheriff's department and some of the Georgia State troopers actually, you know, lot, most players, they get flown into the cities to have their press conferences like the following day while mm-hmm. I'm 50 miles down the road. So Dan Reeves, who was a head coach at the time, he calls a press conference for that afternoon. So the local sheriff's department and the Georgia State troopers like escort me like up to to the Falcons facility. It was like the coolest thing ever. So I'm getting like escorted up I-85, you know, to do my press conference with the Falcons. But that just, man, I could go on and on. But that that's probably at the top of the list for sure. 
man, that that's incredible. That and just to think for you, you know, playing and living so close to Atlanta, and then getting to play for the Falcons for eleven seasons. Is that correct? Yes, sir. Yes, yeah. eleven. I mean, so that that to me is just an incredible. Had to be great for your family because, you know, you played at Georgia Tech in Atlanta, then you play for the Falcons. Your family would get to come see you and be a part of that that whole process. That had to be awesome. Yeah, that was it was uh it was the best part of it for sure. Um and then well, the worst part of it was is I had to buy so many tickets every week. <laughs> everybody, <laughs> everybody thinks that, you know, you play in the NFL, you get free tickets. Well, guess what? You only get two free tickets. So that invoice at the end of the year, you start looking back. I mean, it adds up quickly so it's like man i spent this much money on tickets i gotta slow down so you learn how to say no quickly (laughs) (laughs) that's for sure you have 11 seasons with the falcons and i believe if i counted it right you played 15 total seasons and yes how did you how was it that you sustained success over such a long period because you you were obviously successful in high school you were successful at georgia tech and then you were successful as an, as a pro. How did you just keep that going for such a long time? Well, I think you know, it's uh, football is is so it's such a sense. You know, it, it, I mean, it's the game. It can be taken away from you. You know, in an instant. I mean, it's so precious. You know, so in so many ways. But definitely from an injury standpoint. So I, I just the good Lord, you know, kept me healthy for one. I mean, I, I was. I think a lot of that has to do with just the process too of, of staying in shape. And I was a huge weight room guy. Like I truly believe in the weight room. And, and, uh, as I got older, those things changed and I adapted to my body and, and did things, I adapted in the weight room to help my body, you know, just because I couldn't do the same things that I loved to do when I was younger, my joints just couldn't, couldn't take that. But, um, so I was, I had some really good people around me that, that helped me adapt to kind of where I was at at that point in my career. And then, you know, I, I just, I love the process of, you know, just the day to day, like what it took for me to have the success that I had on the field. Like there are a lot of, just be honest with you. There are a lot of parts of that, that really stink. I mean, they're not fun. You know, it's like, I'll be honest with you. Like they're just not, but the overall like process was really fun to me like I just loved like because it was a challenge and it was very uncomfortable and I I tell my son all the time I tell all my kids like you got to get comfortable being uncomfortable you know like that's part of success I think all the really good ones can do that so I love that like I love the film study I love the the didn't love the practice but uh you know just the preparation i mean the 95 degrees in in georgia heat is not fun i mean for two and a half hours but like like i knew what it was doing for me so that i don't know if any of that really makes sense but um yeah so just the process of everything that it took like the just man like the film study and just the notes that i've spirals like spiral notebooks full of like keep keepers full of spiral notebooks in my attic and storage space from just the notes that I took throughout the course of the year, like while I was in meetings and just all that stuff. Like, I mean, that's, um, it's pretty, it's the work that you put in, you know, I mean, it's, yeah. it's pretty simple. Like success isn't, you know, it's not, it's not an act, you know, it's a habit. It's, mm-hmm. it's, um, it's something that you have to put the work in every day. You know, I try to steal it in my kids. So, and you see the kids that 
young players that come into the league and and they obviously they don't have that and they're extremely talented and I could point them out who aren't going to last very long, you know, um, cause it only mm-hmm. can take you so far. So yeah, just the work, you know, yeah. I think that's, if, if that, you know, that's, if that's the one thing I could say, that's, um, that was what got me to, to, you know, to where I could have sustainability and play as long as I could possibly play and take care of my body. And like also the good Lord, he, he blessed me in a lot of ways. Yeah. I'll tell you this. I saw you at the uh, at your son's spring game that got rained out the other night, and for all the fans wondering, coach, you look like you could play today. So I don't I don't know if your body could handle it, but you look <laughs> yeah. like you could. No, it couldn't. It could not <laughs> handle it for sure. I, I I'd be the first to admit. <laughs> Thank well, you very much. Well, you know, so this is kind of interesting. We're a recruiting podcast, and I talk a lot about players, and and we try to help players and help families. You know, since you were recruited by Georgia Tech and other schools, how has recruiting changed uh, since you were in high school? Yeah, wow. That's um, I think for people that follow recruiting in college football and, you know, and if you knew that I was recruited in 1994, <laughs> it's pretty, like and, and all the stuff that's going on today, I think it's pretty obvious. Like it's just it is the the you know, social media and just the phone and having like that instant access to everything, you know, like I say all the time, like kids are about that five second, you know, whatever they can get in five seconds, you know, whatever's easy, you know, it's like, so, um, yeah, so it's just like the, the communication that's out there now at every kid's fingertips where they can see everything that's going on, um, with the various colleges, with their competition. Um, it's crazy. I mean, so, it, uh, and, and also the, uh, just the NIL and like all that stuff that comes into the equation, which is really crazy, which is, I'm, I'm kind of starting to figure out a little bit about all that right now. So it's, uh, it's, a, it's definitely a crazy time. I don't know how college coaches keep their hands on, you know, is how they keep up with everything. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's definitely a different time. Um, so yeah, it, it, I was recruited by two schools, had two offers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My son's, I think he's gotten, I don't know, yeah, 23 or 24. I can't, it's, it's hard to keep up with. So, and he's a sophomore. I mean, it's crazy. And I got my two offers at the end of, um, at the end of my senior year. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it, it, the attention, um, you know, like that my son is getting right now. So more than anything, you know, just try to keep them humble and hungry and kind of just be where your feet are because like every kid out there now, they're, they, it's right at their fingertips, you know, the communication and what they can see is what's going on. So you can get distracted. You kind of get your mind off of what's really important. I just talked about it. You know, it's the work it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's like, you know, don't forget what got you to where you are today. Like, and it could easily be done with these kids these days with the distractions and what's thrown at them. So, um, yeah, I think that's the, the biggest difference more than anything is just trying to keep give keep the kids in the right frame of mind and have the right perspective on things. And I tell my son all the time, be where your feet are, man. Mm-hmm. Enjoy this. This is a really good time in your life. Like these are like, you're gonna look back on your life and you'll be like, man, this is one of the moments. Like these are one of the couple of years that was really dang cool and really take advantage of it and enjoy every minute of it, but still have, you know, 
the right perspective and, and enjoy where you're at, mm-hmm. you know, like enjoy your high school, enjoy your teammates right now and, and work, do the same work that you've been doing for the past three or four years in the weight room and in the classroom and all the things that's kind of gotten you to this point, you know? Um, so just kind of trying to balance all that. out, I think it's more difficult for mm-hmm. kids these days. And when I was growing up and coaches got in touch with you with handwritten letters yeah, and, 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 you know, landline calls, I mean, so like, and it was few and far between. So it's just the access um, is, is, is very much different than, than it was back in 1994 for sure. Yeah. I mean, these, these kids have direct access, access to head coaches now, even just, communicate directly to them yeah. through direct message and through their phone is so quick now. And so you've kind of mentioned Logan right. a little bit and, and he's going through this recruiting process right now. And even as we speak today, just a few hours ago on at the time we record this, he was just offered by LSU. And so, you know, what is your advice to, um, to him. And I know you kind of said that in the last one, but like, what do you just keep telling him as he's going through all of this? Well, yeah, well, first thing is enjoy it. Like, uh, you know, I, I really think that's important for him, uh, to do that. Um, he's worked his tail off. He really has. So I want him to enjoy the process, but more than anything, like I said before, just kind of, you know, don't ever forget kind of what got you to where you are. And, um, be where your feet are and like I want Logan to like we have workouts starting up in June 5th so I like Logan I want Logan to to really get prepared and ready to work this summer with his teammates and enjoy them because we have a really good chance of being successful this year and having a lot of fun on the football field in the fall of 2023 um so yeah I, I try I try to just be that you know um be that message for him and then also um you know, I, I want to be there for him and, and let him know, like, this is his decision. I'm going to give him my advice. I'm going to give, you know, just try to, try to, from my experiences and, and what happened to me and try my best to help him along from that standpoint. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, shoot, he's just a sophomore. So in the, in the landscape of college football and today, and just the, the turnover that takes place, yeah. And the the change that oh my goodness that happens you know on a day to day basis an hour to hour basis, um, you know it's not going to be the same two years from now for Logan. So no. um, and realize how much of a business it is, and that um, there's some really good dudes that are in college football, some great coaches that are going about it the right way. Um, and I don't think you can like you can't. I was in a locker room for 32 years of my life. Mm-hmm. Well, not really, but I mean, I played football for 32 years. I, I went, I went in locker rooms in Pee Wee, but, but like uh, for the majority of my adult life, you know, playing football, uh, I was, you know, there, there were men leading my, the football teams that I was a part of and in position coaches and, you know, personnel people across the board and like, not one of them ever fooled me. So, I mean, like I, like I knew them before they knew themselves. I mean, so like you can't fool, my point is you can't fool the kids. So like you can't, you can't fool Logan. Like I coached high school, um, you know, these kids are smart. 
I can't fool the kids that I coach. They know if I'm in it for the right reasons and why I'm doing it. You know what I mean? They, yeah. they can ping you out in a heartbeat. So like Logan will figure that out. Like he, like, so I just, I got, those are the kind of things that I talk to Logan about. Like he, he's going to know the guys that are, it's a business. They may move on, you know, they may go to other places just like Logan's going to pick this, the best place for him. But um, like, you're going to know the guys that are genuinely in it that, you know, like Logan, where are you going? What are they going to give you? Okay. For you, the chance you go in the NFL are slim enough. What are they going to give you to set you up 15 years down the road? Like what, what, what's that? What's the, how does that look? You know? Mm-hmm. So those are the kind of things that I tell Logan. And I think, you know, he's starting to kind of look at it that way. And it's, it's crazy, man, what's going on right now. And the guys that are coming in and like really, you know, after Logan and man, you can pin them out quickly. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, and I think Logan's doing the same. Um, it's, 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 it's very interesting for sure. Yeah. And kind of our last question just as, you know, you've been through it all, but now this is pro- this is a new experience for you too. You're a dad going through this process with your son. And like, what's yeah. your, you know, you got portal, you got NIL stuff. I mean, you got kids still hanging around from the COVID year and the extra year of eligibility. Like, what do you, you know, what would you advise to parents as, especially those that may have never gone through this process? Yeah, I think a lot of what I've said, you know, the, the first, just answering the first four questions is, um, I think it's just really like, I don't think you can overreact about anything, you know, like, I think just be, just be steady, like, Mm -hmm. you know, in the process, if that makes any sense, as far as just because of all the stuff I talked about, as far as just the access that you have, the information that you can get, some of it is true. Some of it's not. I I tell my kids all the time, like believe nothing that you read and half of what you see with your two eyes so, so it's just like like just be just be steady in in the process and don't overreact because it's just the landscape and the way things are changing and man it's going to be so different a year from now mm-hmm. um yeah and just diligently go about your business and focus on what's most important for your child and that's kind of where they are and enjoying you know like where they are in their high school experiences because man, that is, those are some of the best days of my life. Little old East Cowie to high school, you know, when it wasn't political, um, when there was no business involved and, you know, man, we were really good. And like coaches laid the foundation for me as a young man and a football player and they challenged me to the core. So, um, yeah, like those are the best years of my life, the four years of high at East Coweta. So really enjoy that and don't get distracted by all the other stuff because that'll come and um, be diligent in the process and be steady. Man, it's incredible advice. And, and I can't uh, thank you enough for just joining with us today and being on here and just dropping all these nuggets of truth to parents and kids that are going to be watching this really do appreciate it. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. Yep. And it's a pleasure. And if anybody, I, I know I have a lot of football guys that love, you know, follow this podcast. If you want to see a team that's loaded with talent, Savannah Christian Prep has a ton of guys that you can go watch this fall, and they'll be playing on Saturdays in the fall pretty soon. Yeah, we're um, we're excited. Coach Baker Wilbur does a fantastic job there. Um, 
we uh we have a lot of talent a lot of ability the future is bright it's only getting better and um yeah we're, we're excited about this upcoming season and um the success we're gonna have so it's it's a lot of fun i have more fun like it i get more rewards from this and i have more fun doing this than anything so it's it's a lot of fun we're looking forward to a good year all right well thanks again coach for being on and thanks again for everybody for listening if you would don't mind subscribe that helps us continue to do interviews continue to get the information out there to recruits and their families y'all have a good one and god bless